In this episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the game on Sunday. Yes, now we hear it from the coaches and the players. What was their reaction to the game? We talk about Tom Wilson and what a great goal scorer he's turning into. And then in the final segment, we talk about what free agents are on the Washington Capitals and what are they going to do with them? What are the two biggest ones on the team to look at? We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome in to this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, we're also on YouTube. So go to YouTube, type in Locked On Capitals and watch some of the videos live. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter at DanCaps218. You can find Locked On Capitals on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. So, wow, what a game on Sunday. Uh, we talked about that yesterday, but today we're going to hear a little bit more of the reaction from the players and the coaches. What was kind of behind all of this resurgence? The Washington Capitals, you know, it just seemed like not too long ago we were talking about what are they going to do? What are they going to be planning for in their time off as they're going to be, you know, no doubtedly heading for the golf course. But I think there's bet, been a bit of a change of fortune for this Washington Capitals team ever since that big loss on uh, against the Minnesota Wild. You know, they had those two huge losses, one against the Minnesota Wild and one against the Carolina Hurricanes. And then you heard TJ Oshie talking about that it was time for a team meeting. And ever since that time, this has been a different Capitals team. I don't think there's any real doubt about it. They've been playing much better. They're all buying in. They're all pulling on the rope. And that's why you're seeing such a great team. So when Peter Laviolette was asked about it, he says, really good response from those two games head coach Peter Laviolette said, certainly we were up front and said that those weren't the games that we wanted to play and nobody was happy with it. I thought that just the way we played the games, the decisions that we made with the puck, the competitiveness, the co commitment to defense, all of that allows you to play good offense. So I thought we did a good job with that. And uh, I think that, you know, like TJ Oshie talked about, he said, you know, this isn't up to the coaches anymore. This is on us. This is about us buying in to how we know we should play. This is holding everyone accountable. And, uh, you know, he didn't really elaborate much more as to what was talked about in that meeting behind closed doors. But suffice to say that whatever was said, it was enough. And it was talking about playing a Capitals brand of hockey. And the change has been noticeable on ice. I think we knew we weren't happy with how we were playing and wanted to make a stand, John Carlson said. And I think against three good teams, it's a pretty good run for us, and it's something to build on going forward. And it is. I mean, just looking at that, I mean, if they had just dwelled on those two huge losses against Carolina and Minnesota, you know, I think they would be in a rougher spot right now. I think that you kind of, you, you just got to kind of brush it off your shoulders 
uh, when things aren't going well. You have to. Otherwise, you're never going to get past that moment. And take a look at the Capitals now. Three big wins. I talked about the two wins over the weekend, but it's three huge wins. Uh, they had the one against Tampa. They had the one against the Penguins and the Bruins on Sunday. So that is something for the Capitals and the Capitals fan base to feel really great about. And they should. Um, and just talking about it, there's an article that I saw here on NBC Sports uh, Washington. They said the problem is not so much when those meetings happens. It's what happens afterwards. How does the team respond if you have those meetings and you continue losing? That's a sign that a team is on a downward trajectory and not sure how to rebound. The Caps, however, have responded with three of their biggest wins of the season. A 4-3 to three win over defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning. A 6-3 to three win over Pittsburgh over the rival Penguins. And a 4-2 to two victory less than 24 hours later against the Boston Bruins. And, uh, you know, that's what they were talking about in this article as well. And there's no real uh, mistaking it. Uh, J.J. Regan noticed some of the same things that I noticed. And um, I, I think, that it, you know, that's a good sign on the Capitals for them to not have to to push the blame on the coaches. You know, it's good. This is a veteran core. You know, you often hear about that this is the oldest team in the NHL, and they are, but you also get more of a maturity in a team that's a little bit older. I think if they were younger guys, they would be pointing fingers and trying to place blame on on the different players, but not on them. They're all they're all being responsible here. And I think that that is what is big here. Uh, let's see here. It's just maybe good for the players to be able to be honest and hold each other accountable sometimes instead of just getting the coaching staff doing that, Lars Eller said. And Lars Eller, who is another veteran of the team, he played for the Capitals for many years now. Uh, he also played on the Montreal Canadiens, but he's been in the league sometime, and that's just that maturity I was talking about. Lars Eller is a veteran, and you know that's something to be said about a veteran core. I, I think around the NHL, there's a lot of jokes. Uh, made about the Washington Capitals, about how old they are. But take a look at them now. I think that they're playing much better. And I think that this team stands to really do well in the playoffs. Eller added, usually you're not in a good situation when you have to have those meetings. But I think we all know the gravity of the situation when we're not in the spot and we feel like we need to do that. I think we responded clearly and I think we're on a little bit better track now than we were a week ago. So a step in the right direction. Um, so, and that's what it is. It is a turn in the right direction. Um, and just like I say, they all held each other accountable and they seem to be going on the right direction. They play against the Flyers on Tuesday. You know, like I talked about in yesterday's podcast, you don't want to fall into a situation of what they call a trap game. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, Peter Laviolette is pushing the buttons and pulling the strings. And I think that, uh, you know, he's doing the right things. And I just think that, you know, he needs to approach and the Washington Capitals need to approach the game Tuesday as a must win game as well. Look at the Flyers as a big opponent because, you know, uh, they're playing for jobs. They have a lot of pride. So they're not just going to say, oh, well, they're the Capitals. They're going to go to the playoffs. We're going to let them win. That's not how it goes. So that's something that we talk about is not flipping the switch though, Carlson said. That's kind of the reason for the meetings and the reason for how we're not happy with how we're playing because we know that flipping a switch isn't an option for us. We've got to feel comfortable and confident in how we play over a long period of time to really build true confidence. And that was that snowball effect 
I talked about where, you know, you kind of get that swagger where you get one win and it's a small snowball and it rolls down the hill. It gets bigger and bigger. And that snowball gets that much bigger. You know, if you're playing against a big opponent, you get that confidence, you get that swagger out there that you need to be a successful athlete in the NHL. And I think that you're seeing that becoming evident. Uh, I think it's says a lot, Eller said, of the team's performance. We're all, I think we know how to be good. We're capable of playing, but then doing it on a consistent basis has been a challenge for us since Christmas. I think today, this week, we put together three really strong games with various challenges, some guys coming in and out. And I just think, you know, it was a really good team effort. And I think it was too. And, uh, you know, I, I think that the Capitals are headed in the right direction. There still are some question marks out there as far as goaltending and who is going to be the number one netminder for the Washington Capitals. I think that if you look at it right now, it's slated to be uh, Vitek Vanacek, but uh, I, there is some time and there still is some time that if for whatever reason, it doesn't seem like one of these goalies is going to work, that they do have depth in Hershey. And I think that they need to utilize that. Um, you know, because if they get some shaky performances from either one of the goalies as they head into the playoffs, they cannot be scared to call one of those goalies up. And generally speaking, once you're in the playoffs, you can have um, an extra a big roster. So I know that Hershey's probably not going to want to part with uh, Zach Fukali just because uh, the Hershey is probably going to need him as well. But uh, it's just good to know that you have that depth uh, if you need to call on it because you know, like say for some reason, Vitek Vanacek or Ilya Samsonov got injured, you know, you got to be prepared for that. And it's good to have a team that has depth and, you know, in all um, sections of the their team, but especially in net minding, because I mean, you know, the buck stops with the goaltender. So you need that depth. All right. After the break, we are going to talk about the resurgence you know, people like to talk about Tom Wilson is just a tough guy, a one-dimensional player. Well, you obviously haven't been watching a Capitals game recently or this year, have you? We'll talk about Tom Wilson, but first, Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays Insane Protection Program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair. If you lose them, no matter what happened, give them a try. And if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to Fight Hunger in America. When you shop with Shady Rays exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. And I can say firsthand that these are great sunglasses. I ended up taking them up on that offer and I got some great sunglasses. They're fashionable. You can tell they're well constructed. And, uh, you know, I saved a ton of money and that's what it's all about, especially with high gas prices and everything right now. You want to save some money. So it, I'm glad that, uh, that I was able to do that with Shady Rays. All right, from one good sponsor to another, betonline.net is your number one source 
for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, before we start this next segment, I'm going to talk to you about Locked On Now. Locked On Now is Locked On's team of local experts. That's right, they have a Locked On channel for every team in the NHL. So if you're a Capitals fan, thank you for joining me today. But if you're a, a fan of another team, Locked On Now has an expert and on every team in the NHL in all major sports, really. So head on over to Locked On Now. All right, in this next segment, like I say, we are going to talk about Tom Wilson and his resurgence. And uh, I mean, not I'm not calling this a comeback. He's been here for years, but I think that this is a Tom Wilson that has turned the page, you know, from being kind of just a, a tough guy out there to a legitimate goal scorer. He's number three on the Washington Capitals in goals. And uh, I mean, you can't really take that away from him. Uh, he's one heck of a player with a second period goal against the Bruins on Sunday. Wilson set a career high with 23 in a season and reached the 50 point mark for the first time in the NHL. Just a day before his third period game winning goal against the Penguins was a beautiful wrist shot that snuck just under the crossbar to give the Capitals a lead they wouldn't give up. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, it's not just a one-dimensional team. You know, a lot of times people look at the Washington Capitals and they say, where would they be without Alex Ovechkin or Nick Backstrom? Well, it's good to see some depth scoring. And I don't want to call, you know, Tom Wilson depth, but it's good to get uh, scoring other than just the the big marquee names out there. So to see Tom Wilson out there, your future captain of the Washington Capitals, I do believe, uh, start scoring some goals, that's good. And it also legitimizes him around the NHL as a legitimate goal scorer. Not just that tough guy. He can bring that physical presence if he needs to, but that's not all he's about. He's been really strong the entire year, Coach Peter Laviolette said. I know he's on a good run right now. That, <clears throat> excuse me, there's the really good moments through the course of the year, and then there's some plateaus or whatever, but he's been pretty consistent with the way he plays the game, and I think that what helps him is that he has a great mentor in the form of um, Alex Ovechkin. I mean, the greatest goal scorer, he will be the greatest goal scorer of all time. And, um, you know, just as a young player, I think that maybe he was a little rough around around the edges at first, but I think what helped in, you know, kind of to, uh, bring back what I was talking about in the first segment is to play with a veteran core, I think is good for some of these young players because I think at times if it's a team that's almost exclusively young players and, you know, they kind of, they're into partying and doing some crazy stuff out there. And not to say that the, the Capitals players are old, they're only in their 30s, but, you know, just more of a veteran core out there that, uh, you know, I think has really helped shape some of these young Capitals players. You know, I take a look at Connor McMichael, for example, a really young guy in his early 20s. And, uh, you know, just to play on a team, I mean, how would you like that if you were an NHL player, you finally get your break on the big team, the Washington Capitals, and you're playing with the likes of Alex Ovechkin, Nick Backstrom, TJ Oshie, John Carlson, etc. I just think that that goes a long ways, you know, in comparison to a young, the younger teams that are out there, like say your Buffaloes, for example, where that experience isn't as prominent. So I think that that has, you know, been what has helped out Tom Wilson. 
I don't think there's really any mistake about it. His weekend in terms of a big picture view was outstanding, but there were particular moments Sunday that displayed what kind of force Wilson is for the opponents to deal with. Late in the third period, Wilson didn't engage in a fight with Trent Frederick, who had just committed a penalty when Frederick wanted to try and goad Tom Wilson into taking a penalty and even going uh, things up. The Capitals instead went on the power play. And that's what I'm talking about is that maturity with Tom Wilson. I think that a younger Tom Wilson would have said, you want to fight me? Well, I'm going to fight you back. And I think that that is, you know, I think that's coaching. And I think that's learning from Alex Ovechkin, because if you've been a fan of this team for some time, you know that Alex Ovechkin in his younger days dropped the gloves a whole lot more often than he did. And now I think he's just like, I'm not going to fight you. But if you want to fight someone on this team, you know, maybe one of the younger guys can fight you. I'm above that. I think it was a really good uh, smart for him just to lay off of that and just take the power play and see what we can do, Laviolette said. I think he's really good at that. He's got a good handle and a good read on the ice on what's going on. He knows when to be physical and he knows when to lay off a little bit. And that was just the time to lay off. And that's what I'm talking about when the time is right. You know, I'm not going to say that Tom Wilson's never going to drop the gloves again, but it's you know, picking your battles, as they say, you don't need to drop the gloves against every player. You know, I mean, the one thing we don't need that we've had in years past is Tom Wilson's um, suspended, excuse me, uh, or injured. We don't need either of those. I think that he is an integral part of the team. He brings that big presence out there. There's not a lot of Tom Wilson's out there. He's a bit of a four-leaf clover. Um, there's, you know, you take a look at it. There's none of the other 32 teams in the league or 31 minus the caps that. Um, that wouldn't love to have a player like him. So those players aren't, you know, necessarily a dime a dozen, but it's good to see Tom Wilson maturing and not being just that tough guy. I'm glad they have him on the ice to enforce uh, if that's what is called upon, but not just to be that one dimensional junkyard dog. That's going to just bite at everyone that gets close to him. So, so it's just interesting to see, and it's really great to see the evolution. He means so much to our team that he plays on the penalty kill, plays on the power play, plays at the end of games, down and up, John Carlson said. There's a very few times where I would ever say that he, excuse me, we would want him on the penalty box for five minutes, just to put it that way. And I think that there's some growth too within himself, because I'm sure he always wants to answer the bell. And that's just the kind of player who he is, but he means a heck of a lot more in other areas. And uh, that's kind of John Carlson uh, kind of saying exactly what I said there. And um, I think that, you know, that evolution is apparent to everyone. You can't really mistake it. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see who Tom Wilson is in the coming years. He's, like I say, butting into a great goal scorer. But uh, just to kind of show the rest of the NHL that he's not this one-dimensional player, kind of like Ryan Reeves on the New York Rangers. Considering the style of play Wilson brings to the Capitals in terms of individual matchups for the postseason, when games get more physical, he's a nightmare to try and game plan for. The games against the Penguins and Bruins showed exactly why. Wilson's play might not have turned a corner recently, but having a career best in both points and goals has given Wilson tangible milestones to point out his success. And, uh, you know, I think that Tom Wilson should feel good about the direction his career is going in. He doesn't need to answer the bell every time someone wants to fight him, like John Carlson said there. So it's really good to see that evolution in him and see who he's going to be in coming years and help this year with this Washington Capitals as they make their push for the playoffs. I think 
maybe just things have fallen for him a little bit more than in seasons past. Carlson said, I think the big thing with him too, is he's always showing up in the big moments and games, big bright lights. That's what you want out of your leaders. And certainly he can do a whole lot of things. His offensive game is tough to defend all the time. And he really does a good job all over the ice. And it's not always about dropping the gloves. It's about making those big hits, you know, finishing off your checks in the corners, doing all the the right things. You can be a physical player without always dropping the gloves and fighting. And, you know, I think that, you know, you can kind of get a bad reputation um, if you are just that guy that's just going to drop the gloves all the time. I mean, I just, it's not a good look on him. And I think that that's why his, um, his image was tarnished around the NHL earlier in his career. But I, like I say, you don't hear a lot of talk around the league anymore about Tom Wilson and his play and how it's reckless. So it is really good to see the evolution of Tom Wilson. All right. After the break here, we are going to talk about, there are two free agents on the Washington Capitals that are big question marks in the off season. Who are those two free agents? I'll talk about them after the break, but first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to find your local chain store auto parts to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. That's what I'm talking about. Why go and be intimidated at the auto store? Sometimes those guys like to talk above your head like you don't know what you're talking about. Who's got the time for that? You got selection at rockauto.com. Save time and money with using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Here's an example. Honda Odyssey fuel pump, $353 from a chain store, $216 from Rock Auto. Those are some solid savings, especially with the high gas prices. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. The have, excuse me, the have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So Rock Auto is the place to go for all your needs. As you can hear there, they have everything under the sun that your car could ever need. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all of the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. And they know we sent you. That's right. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on. In there, how did you hear about us? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. And thank you, Rock Auto, for sponsoring this show. All right. In this last segment, we are going to talk about the Washington Capitals and, you know, who there's two free agents that I'm talking about and who are those two free agents? I think that you might have an idea who I've talking about. What is one position that I've talked about at length um, that needs work? Okay. That is going to be in net minding. And I think that those are two positions that need to be addressed. And it just happens that there are two free agents on the Washington capitals goalies that are going to be free agents. So the Capitals have some big questions to answer in the offseason. 
I think a lot of you know where they stand will be determined on how the Capitals do in the playoffs. Does Ilya Samsonov continue in his inconsistency? I think it might be the end of Ilya Samsonov. Say for some reason Vitek Vanacek, you know, just doesn't play up to his potential. It could be the end of his career with the Capitals. We're just a few weeks away from the Stanley Cup playoffs, and Washington Capitals head coach Peter Laviolette is still waiting for one of the Ilya, excuse me, one of Ilya Samsonov or Vitek Vanacek to seize the starting job. That's not exactly an inevitable position for excuse me, an enviable position for the club to be in as they tried to make the most out of Alex Ovechkin's twilight years. As a walking highlight reel, neither has established themselves as a clear-cut starter, making the upcoming negotiations with them even more difficult. If a clear pecking order existed, it'd be easier for the Capitals to commit dollars and turn to them while perhaps trading the other. So, you know, that's the, the hard part is that their play overall has been inconsistent. Both of them uh, have not played great all season. Obviously, between the two, Vitek Vanacek has been the more uh, stable uh, uh, hand in net. You know, as I've talked about in this podcast, um, all season is that Ilya Samsonov has been inconsistent. They have had two, um, what I would say, good games out of Ilya Samsonov, but it's, you know, stringing together consistent wins game after game after game that's going to show um, if he's worth it. It just seems for whatever reason, the Washington Capitals are all in on Ilya Samsonov. I think that, you know, maybe there's someone in the Capitals organization that kind of sees something in Ilya's game that the rest of us don't like, you know, maybe he's struggling right now, but if they can just tweak this or that, he's going to be the better goalie. Otherwise, I don't really see why they're all in on him as heavy as they are. Both goalies have shown flashes this season, but neither has had stretches long enough or consistent enough to become the de facto number one. Vanacek appeared to have the job locked down before a recent skid, and now Washington is pretty much back to square one on the goaltending front. And, uh, you know, Vanacek played decent uh, yesterday, uh, Sunday, uh, depending on when you listen to this. Um against the Bruins, but, you know, again, he had that rough game against the Wild, and that, uh, you know, kind of dried into question a lot of who is he as a netminder? Who, you know, what kind of netminder is Vitek Vanacek? Because the Minnesota Wild was a big opponent, and let's just be honest here, Vanacek did not play typical Vitek Vanacek hockey. He struggled. Uh, He allowed two goals, you know, in under two minutes in that uh, game against the Wild. So, that's not a formula for success for your team or for longevity as being a netminder in the NHL. And uh, I don't mean to paint Vitek Vanacek with a brush of that's what kind of goalie he is. I think he had an off game. You know, if you look at the two goalies on the Washington Capitals between Vitek and Ilya Samsonov, Vitek is the more consistent goalie by far. But um, what you know, they need to button it up, and they need to figure out who, in fact, is going to be the number one starter when it's game one of the playoffs. Because after that, it's too late to be like, well, what do I have in him, and what do I have in him? It's too late. This is another situation where internal player analysis will play an important role in deciding who gets what kind of money with both goalies playing inconsistently on expiring contracts, though. This could be an intriguing summer for the Washington Capitals. It was a story I saw in the Bleacher Report there, and, you know, I've talked about that. It is going to be an interesting situation. And like Tarek Elbashir talked about on the Jeff Merrick show is that, you know, they get some good games out of these goalies, but they can't string together, you know, what I would call 
overall consistency. And that's what you need if you are going to have success in the playoffs and as you make a push for the playoffs and then Stanley Cup, hopefully. So I hope that they can, you know, get that. I mean, they, you know, make that determination of who the number one netminder is going to be because you don't want to be floundering when you head in there and going, man, we should really call this guy up. I think that they're heading in the right direction in the two games, um, Saturday and Sunday, you had Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek both in net. And I think that they both played rather well. So that is an encouraging sign. I know that uh, you know the person that wrote that article was from outside the Washington market there, so they're kind of just you know spitball, and they don't know precisely what they're talking. About. But I think that uh, Ilya and Vitek are trending, and it's a good uh, trajectory for them um, as they head for the playoffs. You know, time will tell if it was the right decision to make. But I think that you know what they have, we're past the trade deadline, so short of calling someone up from Hershey, that's what they have to do. But my takeaway from this segment is. They do, in fact, need to pick up a veteran netminder. And I hate to say it, you know, that uh, one of those goalies isn't going to work, but whoever that is, because I think even if they both played well, I don't think that the Washington Capitals could afford to pay uh, Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov, especially if they go do well in the playoffs, that will increase their overall value, which would make it even more hard for the Capitals to, to sign them. So it's not an issue of, you know, say they both played well. I think they'd like, you know, if they both played well, of course they'd like to keep them both. But I think that the biggest issue if you think back to the Braden Holpe and Philip Grubauer situation, they could only keep one of them. They would have loved to keep Braden Holpe and Philip Grubauer. What a great one-two combo. But, you know, it's not fair to the player either because you look at Philip Grubauer, he had that kind of great season with the Avalanche and has moved on to the Kraken with a so-so season. I don't mean to paint Grubauer with a negative brush either. I think that his it's an inexperienced team in front of him. But getting back to my original point here is that, you know, even though people have said, well, why do you think they should get rid of one of them? What if they both play well? Like I talked about, they would love to do that. They just can't afford that. All right. This has been Locked On Capitals for today. I want to thank you so much for joining me. As you can tell, I've had to kind of struggle through this episode. It's, it feels like I'm losing my voice a little bit here. So. Thank you for being patient with me. Now make your second listen locked on fantasy hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And it is an exciting time of year because let's face it, Capsination. Those two big losses against the Hurricanes in the Minnesota Wild had left most of the DC fan base dejected. I felt dejected. I, I felt like what is going on? This team that has a pedigree of winning is going to make an early exit this season. And they might, I mean, who knows, but I will say that the, these last three games are an encouraging sign. And I think that the Capitals are heading in the right direction and it's going to be exciting to see who they end up playing in the playoffs and how they end up playing because their play overall, you know, in this last segment, I talked about inconsistency in that, but let's be honest, we can't put all of that on their shoulder. This team has been inconsistent all season. That's the defense as well and some inconsistent goal scoring. But anyway, after that team meeting, it seems like they're heading in the right direction. They tighten the screws down that needed to get uh, tightened down and they're going in the right direction. So let's feel good about this team. All right. That is the Capitals podcast for today. I will talk to you guys again tomorrow. Thank you for listening.